that I tell you how many square blocks are in the building there. It's about 12. Split the folks in the building. Nine on one side and two or four on the other side. You clearly know a lot of technical things. Mom and Dad are having a discussion in the front seat. Dad's driving up and down on the street in the middle of the area looking for the and my sister and I are actually to laugh out loud because we know that if you laugh out loud, suddenly the heat of discussion might include the vaccine. We don't say out loud. We just don't want to say it from the laugh. I can still hear it and laugh about it now. Uh, we don't follow the time college, and there's a reason why it's hard to find. There's a total of three buildings. Uh, and you think that college is a very small book. Well, it's a big mess. It's a big mess. Technology seems to help sometimes. Um, I love my phone. I love my phone. I love my GPS. I love my phone. I've had very good experiences 99% of the time in this thing. However, that's why I'm probably using knee surgery. I usually do those images in uh, Noblesville, Indiana. Now, Noblesville uh, is rocking into it yesterday. But as I'm following the directions, I started to think, you know, I've been in Noblesville a few times, and these directions look like they're taking me downtown. And I'm really sure that this rehab place is on the edge of I can't remember east, south, north, or west edge, but I know it's not downtown. But I follow my GPS because here's it's pushing out. Suddenly, I'm on Main Street, and it says you've arrived at your destination. Now, the address where I was at was about 200, 300 Main Street. And I was looking for something in the 3,000s on Perry Lake Avenue. I was driving. No, you're not asking directions. I pulled over the park and I Googled the rehab center from their website and got directions from their website to get there. Uh, and, and, well, it's been really wild to be able to get some of these directions. By the way, uh, I've also found out that if you want to go to Brian's house, do not use the GPS. I don't know what all you know they
Have you ever noticed that you can't hear a hard spot? But you need to think about this for a moment. This is one of those really deep spots. Have you ever noticed that you cannot hear a hard spot? You need to turn your ears. And stay hard. And, and you can't fly up around the corner when you're driving. You can not tell what's around the corner until you turn the corner. Once the corner's up. Now, people in the Bible were no different than us. Uh, it tells us in Acts chapter 16 that Paul traveled, traveled uh, through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. And because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching in the province of Asia at that time. And then, coming to the borders of another place called Libya, they, they headed north towards the province of Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Instead, they went over to the seaport of Troas, and it Night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia, northern Greece, who said, Go over and help us. And so they decided to leave from Macedonia at once. Now, this is the part of life. Having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. They go there, they go there, boom! Here's the vision. Sorry, but the plane leader goes, I can't sit in this car. The part I'm having trouble with has no sleep that don't go there or don't go there. But as a conference there, I was doing directions from God, particularly directions from God. Years ago, I had a wonderful opportunity to spend some time with my father, which is probably the longest time we've been alone together. Well, since I've been married, at least. Probably before that. Um, it was good. And I got to ask some questions and hear some stories that I've never heard before. One of the things that he shared about was about the time I was four or five years old. We were living in Marion, Indiana, and uh, we were part of the Western Methodist Church back then. I love formal Western Methodist family. All the former buildings we know, all these old people, I know. They had a fencing committee. The, 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 the way they did passes were a little different. They had a fencing committee who asked them to consider moving from Indianapolis, where we've been uh, from Maryland to Indianapolis. We've been working in Maryland at the Sunday uh, School Department at, at the headquarters, uh, and uh, they asked them to consider moving to uh, the east side of Indianapolis, where the church is now known as East Island Western Church. And he couldn't. He asked and prayed and asked the Lord for direction, and, and he just could not seem to have peace about yes or no. And uh, they asked him again, and he still couldn't come up with an answer, which is, if you know my father, decisions are usually pretty quick. What do you want? Get to do this. This is not one of those 
people to have a hard time making decisions, but we couldn't figure out what the Lord wanted. So finally, he said, Lord, if they ask me one more time, I'm going to go. I don't know what else to do. Just five minutes later, they asked him again. So he said, yes. He still had no sense of peace, no sense of confidence about what was going on. Um, but he had said yes, and so we moved. I remember that move. We moved from a house. You know, the general thing. Um, even a, for a four-year-old, it's huge change. We had a one-car garage, and it, it almost seemed like that was a third of the house. It was And I was like, not now. Okay. And we lived in a huge farmhouse that had been part of the property before they sold the farm and built the neighborhood and the church there. I remember doing that move. I had no idea this was going on. I had no idea that my father was having this kind of struggle. I was just having a fast movement. I see a big house in my room and had those big living room with the other house. Um, in addition time, though, he had to drive back and forth between Indianapolis and Marion to finish up the work he was doing in Marion and pastor of the church in Indianapolis at the same time. And, and during one of those commutes, the devil, Satan, attacked him with all kinds of doubts and thoughts of, of uh, how he made the wrong decision. He was going to fail. Nobody would ever know. It's kind of like he was being, it's kind of like the woman feels when the guy says, I'm not lost. And he assumes he knows no one will ever see us alive again. That's the way my dad was feeling. He was feeling like no one's ever going to hear of you again. You're gone. You're gone. You're useless. You're hopeless. And it's normal thing. Flood, Boston, and the flooded heart and mind. God confirmed the decision for him. And he had this flood of peace and affirmation. You made the right decision. You are where I want you to be. I am going to use you. You're going to accomplish the plan I have for you. All is well. And he told me, he said, the Spirit's presence was so real in the car that day. He remembers nothing else from that one hour trip. Now, I knew that for the few times and don't remember anything about it, but that's because I was sleeping. I, I you know. And yet, I was driving too, just so you know how scary that is. I read about a, a, a Baptist pastor who passed me out of this in, in a real turmoil. And I almost feel like God, that's kind of a, an incredible statement, isn't it? Rural Canada. I mean, once you get outside Quebec and Montreal, isn't all of Canada rural? It's kind of like going north of King County and calling it rural Michigan. 
He was given a lot of gifts. So I read your mouth, he was great. It's everywhere. Great thing to have a voice say, This is the way. Go in. Psalm 32, verse 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So this is the advantage that God has over the passage that He's giving you direction. And I'm not talking about that too badly. I'm talking about like the farmer who knew where he was going. He's taking you to that passage and the shortcut. The Holy Spirit is not only sitting with us or walking with us and going with us and giving us directions, but He's also watching over us at the same time. I read a quote a few days ago from a, a commentary on, on the book of John. The author says, when God sends us out on the road, He does not send us out without direction and without guidance. When God gives us this task, He does not leave, it, leave us to do it on our own, in our own lonely weakness, our own strength. God is not a silent God. And time and time again, when the strain of life is too much for us, when the effort of God's way is beyond our human resources, if we listen, we will hear him speak, and then we will go on with his voice ringing in our ears and his strength surging through our hands. His voice ringing in our ears and his strength surging through our hands. Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 16, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear now. But in heaven, the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak on he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to you by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. He will guide you. Jesus' followers. Ten things of the Holy Spirit is His guidance of asking for directions. To stop at a gas station or some other place and ask somebody you've never met before and you have no idea if you would really trust them. And if you watched enough TV, you probably, well, never mind. Although Gertie Perkins says, I don't know, but it's about stopping to ask them to make you directions. I will watch you. 
person remembered the times when you wish we had listened to your spirit. We need to hear your voice telling us that all right, and everything you say. But you want to hear us back in Christ. Some of us are thinking about decisions and questions that we have right now. We're not sure what's around the corner or where we should go. We need to hear your voice saying, this is the way. I'm leaving you in the best spot for your life. So, on behalf of all of us, I say, Lord, speak to us. We're listening. We want to hear your voice. Guide us. Amen. We invite you to join me in the worship team as we sing and sing.